to Biblical Talks Podcast with Michael Tolliver. This podcast is dedicated to biblical teaching and having worldview discussions from a biblical perspective. Here is today's podcast. Beloved, let's continue to glean through the book of Jude, looking at the example of apostate in the past. Verse 9 is a most noteworthy verse of scripture. But when the archangel Michael contending with the devil was disputing about the body of Moses, he did not presume to pronounce a blasphemy judgment, but said, the Lord rebuke you. Moses died on Mount Nebo in Moab without having entered the promised land and was secretly buried in a place not known to man, Deuteronomy 34 and 5 through 6. It would likely be that this confrontation took place as Michael buried Moses to prevent Satan from using Moses' body for some kind of demonic purpose not stated. Perhaps Satan wanted to use it as an idol or an object of worship for Israel. I hope you know, saints, that we have idols today and they are concealed in plain sight like the idol of greed, the idol of pleasure, the idol of technology, the idol of luck, the idol of pride, the idol of self, the idol of education, the idol of race. Even religion can become an idol. All of these things and many more are what we call American idols. Listen, whatever the reason why Satan wanted Moses' body, God sent Michael to make sure that he was buried. Lucifer was a creation of God and the highest creation that God created. And then evil was found in him. The evil that was found in him was that he put his will against the will of God. He was lifted up by pride. And he wanted to become independent of God. He thought he could dethrone God, at least from part of his universe. And as far as the world is concerned, God has permitted him to carry on this rebellion. And God has a high and holy purpose in it. But this creature still believes to this day he would be able to take a slice of God's creation and God's created universe and be the ruler over it. Beloved, remember what the word says about sovereignty and providence. Let me get your definition of sovereignty and providence. The sovereignty of God means that God is exercise his power or his prerogative to do whatever he pleased with his creation. His providence is the outworking of his eternal plan for mankind and all of his creation. And that also includes Satan. Listen, providence is God's invisible and mysterious hand at work in detail of history to bring to pass his sovereign will. God's providence is all through the Bible. But read the book of Esther to see a to see it in detail, really. Beloved, God's providence includes every part of creation, from the organic world to individuals to entire nations. In his righteousness, wisdom, and loving providence, our God is bringing to pass his eternal purpose for his glory and our eternal good.
You get a chance to read Psalms 22, 28, Psalms 66 through 7, Psalms 103 and 19, Psalms 8, 28. Yet Michael did not criticize him or charge him, but said the Lord rebuked thee. Michael didn't curse Satan. He didn't call him a long list of names. I'm sure that many of us would have. But Michael didn't. And do you know why? Michael is an archangel and he and all that he said was the Lord rebuke you. He didn't go into a long outburst of labels and condemnation, although he could have. But the reason why he didn't, Michael had respect for his office, his position. Lucifer has been created as the highest creature. Now, the lesson that you and I need to learn here is that a great many believers have not learned how to bow even to God. Proverbs 10 and 19 says, And in the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. But he who restrains his lips is wise. Beloved, in other words, sometimes we talk too much. Sometimes we need to be quiet. Sometimes we got to say in our own hearts and mind, the battle belongs to the Lord. Notice, beloved, what Jude said about Michael when he confronted Satan. He did not believe to pronounce a blasphemy judgment, but said the Lord rebuke you. Rather than personally cursing such a powerful angel as Satan, Michael deferred to the sovereignty power of God. He followed the example of the angel of the Lord in Zechariah 3 and 2. This is a supreme illustration of how Christians ought to deal with Satan and demons. Believers are not, are not to address them. Beloved, we are not to address them, but rather seek the Lord's superseding power against them. Let me take you as best as I can. Let, let, let me let me as best as I can make sense of verse 11 and 10. Because verse 10 and 11 is a very difficult verse. And 10 is a very difficult verse to understand. And verse 10 need to be linked with 2 Peter 2 and 12. What Jude is saying is that in verse 10 and 11 is that apostate teachers are brash, bold, self-centered, passion. They have self-centered passion with unreal power and authority. Always talking about things they do not understand. Apostates are always thinking more of themselves than they should. They are intellectually conceited and spiritually unwell because they are blinded by Satan. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. And in spiritual matters are beyond their ungenerated hearts and minds to understand. They can't. 1 Corinthians 2 and 14. In divine matters, they are no brighter than the dumbest beasts. Jew compared them to Cain, Balaam, and Corinth. Let's, look, let's take a look at those three examples. Cain, Balaam, and, and Corinth. Cain was the first human being born naturally to his parents, Adam and Eve, who were the first human being created by God. Cain was a farmer who offered to God vegetables as his way of worshiping. That's Genesis 4 and 3. 
Now, Cain, his brother, Cain's brother, Abel, was a shepherd who worshipped God by offering portion of some of the firstborn of his flock, Genesis 4 and 4. The Lord accepted Abel's offering, which was a blood sacrifice offering in faith, Hebrews 11 and 4. But when he rejected Cain's offering, Genesis 4, 4 and 5, listen, following Cain examined the false teacher despised Jesus' sacrifice Blood. See, that's, this is the example that Judas given us. That false teachers despise the blood of Christ. They create their own corrupt worship. Also, Jew connect to Cain implies some level of jealousy there. Because the reality was this. Cain was very jealous of Abel. Just as Cain was jealous of Abel, even so the false teacher was jealous of those who obey the Lord. They hate real believers. 1 John 3 and 12. False teachers, apostates, hate those who truly belong to Christ. His, his second example was Balaam. Now, Balaam was a heathen prophet who lived during the time of the Israelites' journey through the wilderness, following their escape from Egypt. Balak, king of Moab, offered reward to Balaam if he would curse the Israelites. But Balaam refused to curse them because God didn't let him, number one. But he convinced Balak to corrupt them by getting them to marry pagan, their pagan women in the land of Moabite. Moabite. In Numbers 25, 22 to 25. False teachers, listen to me, false teachers always try to corrupt the people of God. Jew accused the false teachers of teaching for revenue. That was Balaam thing. He was preaching and teaching for revenue. Their financial gain more highly than God will. That's what they wanted. False teachers is all about the money. And they lead many people into corruption. They are never about God's glory and God's kingdom. The third example that that Jude gives is the during the Israel wilderness trip, Corinth and those who rebelled against Moses' authority, thereby refused to accept God's authority since God has appointed Moses as Israel's leader. Numbers 16. Corinth also presumed to take upon himself a priestly role. But God has appointed only Aaron to the position of Israel as high priest. So God destroyed those rebels. False teachers always reject the authority of scripture. Remember this. They always reject the, the authority of scripture. They only preach things that they, that they can manipulate. And of those who God has appointed to teach it. Apostate do not accept the word of God. And they reject those who teach it. Their discretion was so certain that Jews used the past tense to describe them. Jew is in the process to describe the sins of apostate and false teachers. Instead of submitting to the truth and trying to understand it, skeptics and non-believers often poke fun at the truth. Have you ever been poked fun at because you believe something? The people mock you because you stand on truth. Do you do they hate you because you believe what God's word says and then 
and you refuse to take down, believe me, beloved, you are in good company. Let me leave you with this. A lady who lived in an apartment complex got in, got up to answer a knock on her door. A man was there with a sad face. He said, I'm sorry to disturb you, but we are collecting money for a destitute family in this apartment complex. They need help paying their rent so that they may have a place to live. The husband is out of work and the kids are hungry. The utilities are in danger of being cut off. They are going to be kicked out of the apartment in a day if they don't have the rent by this afternoon. Immediately, the lady desired to help this family with such great need. She asked the man to wait a while and she went to get some money. Here's some money to help that family and their need. And she said, by the way, it is so nice of you to take your time to seek to help this family. And she asked him this question, who are you? And he said, uh, I'm the landlord. Beloved, listen to me. Apostate preachers and teachers can appear to have good motives. Apostate preachers and teachers can appear to be serving God and his kingdom. All the time they are serving themselves and their kingdom. Beloved, be watchful. Be on guard. Don't be asleep. Don't allow the false teachers to infiltrate your mind. For they have already infiltrated the church. Be on guard, beloved. Be on guard. Have a blessed day. for listening to Biblical Talks. This podcast is solely supported by listener donations. Please go to biblicaltalks.com to support this podcast and have a blessed day.